Welcome, welcome back. This is the Booty Bands More Than Fitness podcast, where we learn things more than fitness. Today's topic is five steps to be happy now, not when. Welcome to the Booty Bands More Than Fitness podcast. Join us because we're making it possible for busy women to sculpt and tone in just 15 minutes a day. It's your time to celebrate you, unleash your empowered self, and step back into your confidence. You can visit our store, bootybands.com, for the best female fitness products out there and subscribe so you get notifications when every episode drops. Melissa Crutcher is a talk show host, identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, and creator and founder of the Women Supporting Women Can Network. Let's get started. Melissa, go ahead and tell me, how did you know that there was a happy when? When was like kind of the awareness of, oh, there is a happy when versus just a happy yeah, probably in my early teens. Um, I went through a couple traumatic experiences in my early teens and I gained a lot of weight. I was a very thin, very active child. And then we moved into an apartment complex where I couldn't really go outside. It was in a horrible neighborhood in our city. And so I was stuck inside. I gained a lot of weight. Um, and it was just my my happiness level was sinking very fast and my family would be like don't eat that don't do that don't so i've i've struggled with my weight i'm over 200 pounds currently and i've struggled with my weight majority of my life and every time it was i'll be happy when i lose the weight i'll be happy when i'm thin again i'll be happy when you know and it was always that i'll be happy when when it came to my weight um, even relationships, same thing. I'll be happy when I'm in this relationship or I'm, I'll be happy when I'm not single. And yet nothing ever fulfilled me when I had that thought process. I believe that a lot of people can really relate to that. So whether it's weight, whether it's relationships, like how you even went into relationships, whether it's business, there's so many things that it can go into in the, in the different areas of our life. And what we know is when we put happy, when it's always outside of us, when we're saying those words, happy, when is always something externally. And when it's always externally, it's kind of like that carrot that we're never catching. So tell us, um, there's, you you mentioned there's five steps. Well, let's jump into step one really is acknowledging that you're not happy when you, you can sit down and actually acknowledge that you're not happy in whatever aspect of life you're feeling unhappy in. That's the first step is actually acknowledging and sitting with that feeling and saying, okay, I'm actually not happy. And going back for a moment that I will be happy when feeling you do get to that one, you do get that carrot, right? But when you get that carrot, you find something else. There's, go, there's always going to be something else that you put the I'll be happy when we stop giving ourselves permission to be happy now. And that's what majority of it stems down to. So sitting there and saying, okay, I'm not happy right now is the first step and actually allowing yourself to feel it. Most people are taught now not to sit and actually acknowledge the fact that they're not happy. And that's, that's not healthy. That doesn't, that doesn't help heal that process at all. You're right. There's so much of avoiding the pain, numbing the pain. Uh, don't talk about it because everyone just wants to be happy. So don't, don't talk about it to me, or how about just take medication or, you know, things like this, right? What are some other ways that we find people are not in the feeling of it? Well, uh, drugs and alcohol, 
uh, when we start abusing drugs, alcohol, sex, when we have panic and anxiety, when we have emotional depression, suicide even, um, I, in my own family, my uh, oldest child was used to self-harm and he would cut and it was be, not being able to process uh, negative emotions or emotions that he didn't know how to process or sit with. And now he's learning to actually sit with those emotions and feel them. Right. And that's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. That if we're avoiding those feelings, then the other substances come about, but those are not the issue. The issue is the feeling that we're running away from. So, wow, this is such a great, great podcast already. Love it. Sign me up. I'm here. I'm here. And I'm uh, got my popcorn. I'm ready to go. Okay. Um, Let's go into, if you feel like we're ready, let's go to step two. Absolutely. That is the next step. Why are you not happy? So step number one, we talked about acknowledging the fact that you're not happy. So step number two is why are you not happy? Right. And then we look at, you know, what are you thinking? What are you doing? What situation are you in? Why, why are you not happy? And it's, it's, it kind of bleeds into step number three of what, what's making you unhappy, but we're talking about why are you unhappy, right? What's causing you to feel unhappy? Is it your relationship, lack of relationship? Is it your weight? Is it your, you know, the, the fact that you can't process your emotional well-being um, and your emotional, you know, mental health? It's really asking yourself why at that point without more of that emotion right? Take away. The, so you felt the emotion, take away the emotion, right? Because when you actually feel it, it starts to move on. And then you say, okay, well, why am I unhappy? What, like, why? What, what's the purpose of me being unhappy? And then you sit with that and try to, you know, even pinpoint, excuse me, whether or not it's, so I have the seven mindset pillars. They're the seven most important aspects of every person's life. And it's self, spirituality, romantic relationships, family, friends, career and business or career and finances. And your unhappiness is going to stem from one of those, right? It, so it's finding, okay, why, where, where's the why really? So let's go into weight loss. So what would, I mean, would the why be that I'm 200 pounds? It could be the, the, the why could be that you're not fitting into clothing. It could be the way people look at you. It could be, you know, the, the way, the way you feel about yourself. So your why is normally going to come internally from you, right? Your why is, is an internal, it. it, it's whatever, whatever in your exterior life is triggered. I hear tr things. I hear common things. Like I wasn't able to run around and play with my children um, that I, my why is that, uh, I lost a, a parent early in my life and I don't want to go early as well, or I know that there's a disease that runs in my family. If I don't take care of myself, um, or fitting in my clothes, like you mentioned, or just looking in the mirror or just not wanting to go on vacations. Cause I'm not comfortable taking pictures. Okay. We got a good why. All right. Um, let's go to step three. So steps three is what, and it's very similar to the why, but the what is actually what's truly causing that. I can sit here and I can say, oh, well, I'm over 200 pounds and that's why I'm unhappy. That's not actually the what, that's not what's making me unhappy. That's just what's triggering it. The what is the actual belief behind it. If I, my own story growing up, it was, Melissa, you really need to lose weight. Melissa, you don't fit in those clothes. Melissa, you don't look good. It was my family in my ear telling me that I wasn't good enough 
because I was gaining weight. That was the what. It wasn't that I thought that I looked bad, you know, being overweight. It, it was them. It was them in my ear. There are absolutely and utterly beautiful women who are plus size. Their weight doesn't make them look any worse just because they're overweight. Where society and my family told me that I didn't look good overweight. That's the what. Absolutely. And that, uh, that's like ends up creating the trigger mm -hmm, that starts to spiral the feeling and everything else. Okay. Wow. That's, that's really great. So going back into the what I've heard, um, on multiple stories and multiple occasions, um, that it was, yeah, something at a younger age where, you know, like a parent or a family member or something like this goes, Oh, we're going to start to be healthy. And even though maybe the parent did it in the best way possible, the, the uh, child can take it as, well, something's wrong with me, or I'm broken, or I'm not good enough. And these things can create a downward spiral effect of an identity that we've created and held onto of I'm not good enough, and which leads to obviously a cycle of why we continue to um, do those things. Yeah. It's interesting. Okay. Really, really like it. Um, I actually have a story that relates to that exact definition. If you'd like to hear it, I would love to hear it. Um, a close friend of mine that I've known for many, many years, um, one of their family members was diagnosed with diabetes at, uh, in their teens. And the child that was diagnosed with diabetes was heavily overweight, uh, very, you know, very toxic lifestyle. And the whole family was, you know, very weight conscious, very appearance conscience, conscious, sorry. And what happened at that point is they all started to eat differently. They all started to work out. They all started to get healthy and um, flash forward 20 something years later. And you now have a family that is very much all about appearance, very much all about working out and being thin and healthy, but they are absolutely unhealthy because they can't, they don't like themselves. They close themselves off from everybody. They um, don't like their appearance, even though they are absolutely stunning. They don't like their appearance and their entire internal system is self-hatred and toxic behaviors, trying to achieve an outcome that they shouldn't need to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Even goes kind of into like perfectionism. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I want to get out of this feeling. I don't know about you, but I'm, I want to like find how we can um, really break through. So what would be the next step, which would be for really changing, changing the way you look at it. And I'm going to say 99% of our triggers are beliefs that somebody else created or a situation created. Now, when we're unhappy, those beliefs don't fit with our lifestyle. They don't fit with our, who we are, our core identity, right? So it's taking a look at the what, the what's causing it, whether it was a childhood event, whether it's perfectionism, whether it's, you know, appearance, taking a look at, okay, is this something that matters to me? Kind of go back to the why is, does this fit me? Is it something that I want to take forward? Am, if I'm not happy, how do I be happy? And why am I allowing all of them to make me unhappy now, right? 
And again, you look at absolutely beautiful plus size models. You look at me, I've <laughs> run my own talk show and I'm over 200 pounds. And do I have to like my weight? No, I don't have to like my weight, but I love myself regardless. I love myself unconditionally. So it's changing and understanding. And then we go into the next step. The next one is obviously, who am I? Who am I? What matters to me? What's not working for me? And it's changing your perception of those, changing how they affect you, because those beliefs don't have to stay yours. You can change how they how they make you feel. You can change how they make you look. You, you can change everything about them by changing how they affect you. What are some examples? So for me, my own weight. I wouldn't go outside without wearing a sweater or a shawl or something to cover up my rolls because I have them, but I've also had three children and it's looking at it like that. I was 134 pounds when I got pregnant with my oldest. After every one of my children, I have kept consistently 20, 30 pounds. And my last child, I haven't been able to lose really any of the weight. I'm probably heavier now since I've had her than when I had her. And that was eight years ago. Now sitting there and thinking, okay, I can sit here and I can be absolutely unhappy with my weight, with the way I look, I can feel unattractive and I can shut down and I can, you know, lose the relationship I have with my husband who thinks I'm beautiful regardless <laughs> of my weight. I can sit and I can sit in misery in that, or I can say to myself, okay, why wouldn't I be happy now? Okay. Do I like the fact that I'm overweight? No. But that doesn't have to stop me from trying new things. That doesn't have to stop me from enjoying every moment of my day. It's changing the power that it holds over you, right? That belief holds no power over me. Half of my family that ridiculed and rejected me for being overweight is overweight and had struggled with being overweight. So maybe they were trying to protect me, maybe not. But why, why do I let their beliefs... If, like take my power away because that's really what it's doing it's taking my power away so now it's like I have the power to see myself and love myself yeah I might not be the weight that I want to be but I can enjoy my life while I get there and I think that's when the shift starts to happen because when we really look and, and then my audience knows about the I call it the loop and uh, we've really laid out what the loop is essentially thought the feeling and then the action so everything has this loop and rep repetitious loop and so what our thoughts are if they are I'm not good enough I'm not worthy I'm just fat and overweight and I don't deserve to be happy then the reality is you're right and that's the sad truth is that your thoughts do become your reality. Unfortunately, that's just the way that it is. I would love for it to be the opposite way that when you're having those tough days, that the universe could just pop something different for you. But the reality is, is when you think I will always be overweight, your feelings and actions after that thought end up creating why you are overweight. And so I think what's so strong about this topic today is breaking, not being happy and restricting yourself of happiness and having that kind of, well, when I have my fit body, then I'll be happy. When in reality, we always know it's the reverse. It's I will be happy and then I'm going to do healthy things and then I'm going to have my outcome. And so it's really, as humans, it's so interesting how we really flip that. Our own mindset can be our worst enemy, 
or it can be our biggest superpower. And so this, these five steps that Melissa is telling us is really just connect with yourself for a second and take this moment and go through these five steps. It was sitting with the feeling, asking the why, what is really causing it, how to shift that mindset and how you can really start to see differences, how you can almost like how you can really start to see yourself in a different light. So Melissa, if you had somebody that's listening right now and they're just, they're not there, they're just still unhappy. They're just, you know, kind of struggling. Maybe they just need kind of that like wake up moment. What is something you could tell someone that just kind of feels trapped and stuck and they just can't seem to be happy? Number one, you have a choice. You have a choice, you have the right and you have the responsibility and the capability to create your reality in any which way you choose. And remember that looking in the mirror and looking back at yourself, even take a selfie, take a selfie and look at that picture that you just took and think about all the things you're saying to that woman. Now, second thing is if you have children or if you have a best friend or a sister or a mother, think about somebody else saying to that person what you're saying about yourself what would you tell them what would you tell yourself it if we're willing to fight tooth and nail unconditionally love those around us why aren't we doing that for ourselves absolutely that's a that's a that's a true one right there <laughs> i'm gonna let everyone just sit with that one for a moment because that is the that is so true. And how, how hard we can be on ourselves, you know, and, uh, that nobody else, nobody else, we don't ever be as hard to anyone else. Like, but it's just for ourselves we are. And, and, and how good does it do us when we are that, um, does it empower us? Does it make us stronger? Does it make us better? I would say the answer is no. Uh, cause the actions that follow behind it aren't loving. They're not worthy. They're not any of that good stuff. Right. So um, Melissa, what I like about this is instead of always talking about, let's say nutrition and workouts, it's a, that stuff is the after fact. That's the aftermath. That's, that's after we go through mindset and after we go, you know what the, the actions of diet, exercise, et cetera, et cetera, is just an extension of your positive thoughts. So I'm, I moved, uh, a couple of years ago, I moved, uh, cross country. And I was unhappy where we were living prior. So we moved back home. And I found that when I moved back home, I was more active. I was more outgoing. I was happier. And my choices. Um, and I did start to lose uh, some of the weight that I had gained. So yes, it, when you start even shifting it, you don't even have to use the positive thoughts. You can use the negative thoughts and say, I don't want to stay here. I don't want to be here anymore and make that choice and use it to help power you forward. You know, I always say those negative thoughts are like springboards, right? You think of a gymnast who's running across and jumps on a springboard that helps her jump over that. Use those negative thoughts as a springboard. You don't want to sit there. You don't want to be there forever. You have the choice. Use it to push yourself forward and make sure that you're using, you know, positive outcomes to make your choice. Maybe not positive right now, but the outcome, right? Should be positive. There was this, 
there was a really funny story that I heard and it was a young boy goes, I'm going to be so happy once I am able to turn 16 because then I can drive and I'll be happy when I turn 16. And then he turns 16 and he goes, oh, well, I'll just be happy when I can have a car. I just want that car and then I'm going to be happy. And then he gets a car, but it's not really the nicest. It kind of has fallen apart all the time. And so he goes, you know what? My car, I have it, but it's constantly breaking down. So I'll be happy when my car is a brand new, nice car that never breaks down. So then he gets the car that never breaks down and he goes, well, if I had a job that was able to buy me the newest, the newest car, then I'll be happy. And so it's like this thing as you see in your life, and you could obviously plug in your own of what you've done in your life of when you've, you know, middle school or whatever, high school starting then, or even younger, and just like kind of like going back into your mind of thinking about all the times that we're saying to ourselves and almost just kind of catching that thought of, I'll be happy when. And just realizing that it like, it kind of gets pushed. Like there's always, then there's always something else. Would you agree there, Melissa? Or what, what comes up when we talk about that? Absolutely. Even relationships, right? How many people are in long-term relationships and they'll be like, oh, we'll be happy when we're married or we will be happy when we move or we'll be happy when we have kids or we'll be happy when we retire. Once you get to that point, it's not going to be happy, right? Um, I think that a lot of people need to understand it's the journey to get there. We, we have a choice every moment, whether or not we're going to be happy or not. And again, I can't stress this enough. When you unconditionally love yourself, you don't have to like everything about yourself. You don't have to like everything about your life. You're not going to be happy all of the time. That's not the point of life we're supposed to experience. It's that unhappy period that says, hey, it's time to change. I coined the term, the negativity is the catalyst to positive growth. When you're not happy, that's telling you that something needs to change. And when it does, think about the most, you know, traumatic or, you know, situation or thought or emotion. What happened, what happened after it? I remember I miscarried when I was younger and I got my first full-time amazing job shortly after that one door closed another door open so it's not and not to say that a miscarriage is fun or nice because it's not but those hard times open us up to something more I agree with that you, you know what it is I almost think it's your your inner self is having a battle with your outer self and it's essentially saying I deserve more I want more I'm worth more and so you're, you're feeling sad and negative, but ultimately it's kind of like the breakdown to get through the breakthrough. And I'm definitely not the person that's like, oh, when you're having a bad day, just turn around and be happy. No, go have your bad day. There's just as much growth of sitting there, not doing anything. You can read a book. Those days are just as forward momentum than having to think that you have to be in forward momentum. But I think as humans, we have to get so locked in of like doing, doing, doing that we forget that actually just doing less sometimes allows us to really uncover what is this breakthrough that's happening. And I 
I don't know if you're a journal writer, but I'll journal write. I'm just having the worst day, like da, 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 da. And the next page, usually a couple pages later, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, hindsight. We always get it later. But in that moment, just allow yourself to have it. As you mentioned earlier, just have the feelings, just go through those feelings. They are telling, they are a guide. And like you, we mentioned at the very beginning of the call, like how often we suppress those, right? Yeah, we definitely do. And I don't, I don't even, there's nothing really to follow up because that was perfect. It's, it, there is, we, we don't give ourselves a chance to just be right. We don't give ourselves a chance to just be in the moment, to just feel what we're feeling. We think we always have to be high vibrational and always going, going, going. It's like the term work smarter, not harder. When you're fighting how you feel, it's harder. When you're actually allowing yourself to sit there and go, okay, I feel this way. I don't like it. What am I going to do to change it? When you actually process that emotion, it removes it. And journal writing is one of those, right? Journal writing, music therapy, art therapy, anything that calms your emotion is going to help you process exactly what's going on and how you can find your solution out of it. Yeah. So if you're having a bad day, just have a bad day. Oh, doesn't that just feel good? Like, you know, I've had those bad days. And when I just like tell myself, you know what, it's fine. I'm just going to have my bad day. And it just feels good rather than having to force yourself out of that. So true. Uh, Happy when was a really big moment for me. It shifted about a couple years ago. And I'll just give my story. And so Melissa, when I spoke to you and and you talked about, yeah, I want to talk about when I'm happy when I thought, oh, wow, this is going to be such a great topic. And I remember it was like, I always ran that thing of when I get this, then I'm going to be happy. And I always thought when I get this, and especially even with my business, I think as entrepreneurs, we go, well, when it's this, at this point and this mile marker, and we just keep putting this flag out ahead of us. And, um, and we really forget to really celebrate those small moments. And I, I ended up moving to Bali for a couple months. And when I was there, I was speaking to a yogi and I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm really struggling. I'm just trying to find like the happiness, you know, and I was clueless. I didn't really have these conversations and things. And, um, he just goes, well, when happiness is always outside of you, then it'll never be inside of you. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're right. I'm always putting it outside of me that it's always out. And so the reflection I had was like, how can I immediately just flip it and feel happiness from within? And it took a lot of like refiguring it out for a second and just realizing like, wow, there's so much to be grateful for. And to, to flip that vibration and to create this happiness from within. And so I love, Melissa, that you took us through your story about how you were able to do it with yourself, whether it's with through weight, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a little boy that wants a car. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I feel like it's just such a human thing. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, you did mention that you have a talk show. Um, tell us a little bit more about your talk show and uh, where that started and where that is now. Yeah, I've been in business for six years. I myself have six businesses and, you know, I found that I struggled. I absolutely entrepreneurs, we struggle We're you know, the happy when I struggled. And over the last year, I really got drawn to conversations, to sharing our story to inspire, right? Um, as entrepreneurs, we're told to share our story to sell. 
and I wanted something different where it was share your story to inspire. So when I started the talk show, I really wanted to give people something to talk about, something that's going to help their mental health, their awareness, their ability to feel supported and, you know, judgment free and all of that in, in a nutshell. And so I created giving you something to talk about or just a live TV. And every day, Monday to Friday, we have new guest speakers on, including yourself, to talk about, you know, things that matter, uh, mental health, um, body positivity, weight loss, health and wellness. Um, we've talked about veterans and issues that they face. And I like highlighting the issues that we face so, and giving, you know, ways that we can overcome those issues. So that's, that's my show. And of course, I'll go ahead and put the link down below so you guys can uh, check out Melissa and her journey and, uh, and her being an entrepreneur as well for six years. Um, so thank you, for Melissa, for jumping on today. We really appreciate your time and the value that you gave today talking about happiness and really how we are able to go through some five steps to really look within more. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Awesome. Wrapping up, we hope that this left you with some valuable information that you can help with improving your mind, your body, and your life. Really, we're about helping you step into your best self, and that's why we do these weekly, so that we can hear from you and how it resonated. So go ahead and write us a review, and we will pick weekly giveaways on our unique booty bands to give away. So thank you guys so much for listening. It was awesome having you on. I'm very excited to leave your review. Make sure to hit subscribe so that you can get notified on any future podcasts that come out. And of course, join the community and join the app called Booty Bands and Barbells, where you'll find us in the workouts, the meal plan, and of course, all the fun challenges. I'll see you soon, and I'll see you in the workouts.